Scene 2 Setting The Mount of Olives John chapter 18 verses 1 to 14 John chapter 17 My followers were furious at this attempt to arrest me. Peter drew his sword quickly. In his valiant attempt to protect me, he cut off the right ear of Malchus, a servant. Blood gushed from wounded Malchus. The soldiers and guards flashed their swords in a split second, but even before they could retaliate, I touched Malchus and healed his ear. My kingdom is not of this earth. I prompted Peter to put away his sword, and reminded my disciples, My kingdom is not of this earth. If my kingdom were of this earth, I would have my servants fight. The only blood I desired to be shed tonight was my own. Peter, Malchus, the Roman guards, the chief priests and scribes did not know what they were doing. Just as you might not know what you are doing one day, many years from now, when you are unaware that my kingdom is not of this earth. Spiritual warfare is not a battle of flesh and blood. The kingdom of God will never be a kingdom on the earth. The real kingdom is made up of souls who worship me in spirit and in truth, those who know me and recognize who I am. The religious leaders, eager to bring me before their council, viscously examined me with their gaze. They had their cushy lives in the synagogue, and I posed a threat to their comfort as well as their authority even though it is me whom they have been waiting for. They are not unlike some of you. The times when you realize that if I am truly the Messiah, the Anointed One of God, I might interfere with your plans, your dreams, your position in society or work, or even your religious profession. I said to the hostile group of men swarming around me, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me? as you were a robber. Every day I was with you in the temple, teaching, and you did not capture me. I knew, of course, this was happening to fulfill the scriptures. If the religious leaders had known the Father, they would have known me. They would have recognized me as their Messiah. But alas, those at the top of an organized religion have often lost their zeal. Perhaps when they were children, they looked up, waited, and longed for their Messiah to come. But now, as I stood before them, their eyes had become so blind with rules, and they had become so accustomed to their own power, they could not see the King of the universe standing three feet in front of them. The sense of their own power deluded them, so they could not witness my power. I wished for their sakes they could remember their pure hearts as children. Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 18 verses 2 to 4 The guards positioned themselves to seize me. At that precise second, I could have called upon legions of angels to prove my identity, surround the men with flaming swords and eyes full of fire, but no. 
that is not how the story would go. I had to let the wicked band take me, because I was thinking of you. I was thinking of the day your heart may become so hard and your eyes so blind when the child of your heart is long since buried in the past. You might even accuse me and take me to trial in your court. You may question me and demand a response and not be satisfied with my answer. Perhaps you will accuse me without solid evidence or criticize my followers. If you misunderstand me or follow someone else's misguided orders down a seductive path of organizational rules which teeter toward the point of ridiculousness, it is at that moment you will need a Redeemer. As stated in the law, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. For as it is stated in Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11, the life is in the blood, and I will give my blood in order to make atonement for anyone who calls on my name. For in me is life, and the life is the light of all humankind. John chapter 1, verse 4. The day of atonement cannot take the place of the blood sacrifice. In a very short time after tonight, there will be no temple in Jerusalem anymore. The walls of the temple will crumble to the ground. But as I prophesied, my blood will be shed tonight. I will become the temple, because I am thinking of you. Rules, religion, and temple liturgy, steeped in the traditions of men, can keep you from knowing me. On the Mount of Olives, I reflected on the people I had encountered over the past three years. Most of them did not recognize me, even though they had been waiting for me for thousands of years. The prophet Isaiah prophesied that I would be despised and rejected of men, but my people did not listen to Isaiah. He had been brushed aside, as prophets typically are, throughout the centuries, or stoned to death. The chief scribes and priests exalted their rituals, such as the washing of hands, more important than the words of Isaiah when he wrote, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, 
and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Isaiah chapter 53 These teachers of the Torah worshipped their own righteousness rather than their very own Messiah who stood before them. Years from now they will do the same. Parts of the book of Isaiah will never be read in the synagogue for two thousand years to come because they will point so clearly to me, or they will be interpreted by there being two messiahs, a suffering messiah and a reigning messiah. It is the scriptures who speak of me. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life and the scriptures testify of me. John chapter 5 verse 39 The scribes and the Pharisees, the leaders of the temple, the keepers of the Torah, with their rabbinical laws, did not understand me, just as you might not understand me. Your religious rules will so often bind you from the truth. When you burn incense, wear priestly robes, or offer praise from your lips, your heart may be very far from me. You might rest on Shabbat. You may go to temple and pray. You might attend Mass each Sunday morning or follow a tradition, but will forget to hear my words. I have asked my followers to give up their own life. If you lose your life, you will find it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You see, a religious person may appear to be wise, even appear to be good, but Yahweh looks at the hearts of men and women. I did not see suits of armor or priestly robes surrounding me during my arrest. No, I observed the hearts of men, some in confusion, wondering why they had come to arrest such a gentle man, some in doubt, such as Judas, wondering if he had done the right thing and some, such as the scribes and Pharisees, were filled with hate and fear, with hearts as stony as a rocky ground I had just knelt upon to pray. I was contemplating their hearts, just as I was thinking of your heart. True religion is in the heart, and I am seeking to build a kingdom of hearts. Anyone can look good on the outside, but God sees on the inside. Just as God spoke to Samuel the prophet when he was looking for the next king, Samuel examined each of Jesse's seven sons, but each one did not make the cut in God's eyes. Samuel was looking at their physical strength and stature when my father said to him, Do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 God singled out David, the youngest brother, who was out tending the sheep. God had noticed David's heart. He knew he was the one who would valiantly slay the giant Goliath and later become the renowned king of Israel. Before Abraham was... I am. I had said this to the teachers of the Torah. I was standing before them, their Messiah, their Lord, yet they did not recognize me because they were not looking for the heart of God. They were looking for a distinguished ruler on earth 
who would give them more power and stature, someone prestigious, prominent, and esteemed in their eyes, someone to overthrow the Roman government. They did not remember the words of King David who prophesied of me, I am a worm, scorned by men and despised by the people. Psalm 22 the religious leaders so often would rather follow religious rules than be in a relationship with the very God who made the rules. I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 In refusing to accept their Messiah, they exchanged the righteousness of God for their own self-righteousness. It is for this reason I must die, for even the best of the best cannot keep the rules. My rules demand perfection. If there is not perfection, then the law requires a perfect blood sacrifice, a spotless lamb. Even though the religious leaders could not understand me, even though they did not receive me, I did not hate them. I loved them. I came for my own. The lost sheep of the house of Israel. The children of Israel were my firstborn son. Though they forget me, I will not forget them. I have engraved them on the palms of my hands. Isaiah chapter 49 verse 16 Some of my people of Israel did, however, recognize me and receive me, such as my disciples, Lazarus, Mary and Martha, Mary Magdalene, Mary my mother, and her sister. Throughout the rest of history, there will be those who take up their own cross and follow me. For it is written, You must take up your cross and follow me. Mark chapter 34 Yet many people throughout the rest of history will claim that I am a teacher, a rabbi, a zealot from Nazareth, or even a prophet from God. But each of these well-meaning people will fail to believe my word and what I truly have taught. What I prophesied in the world was myself. I am the fulfillment of the prophecies in the Tanakh. They point to me. Many times over the past three years, the religious leaders of the temple have taken up stones to throw at me. They even disclosed their desire to toss me over a hill headlong. Many times I hid myself from them, passing through the crowd unnoticed. The timing of these incidents were in my control. It was not my time to die. My life or my death is not now nor has ever been in the hands of men. Now, however, the time has come. The time appointed for the hour of darkness. The time had come for me to die. As I prayed my fervent prayer to my Father in heaven, a few days before, I was thinking of my disciples, and I was thinking of you. Father, the hour has come for me to be delivered into the power of darkness. I was ready to face this darkness for your sake. So when you are in your darkest hour, you will know that your Messiah, your Savior, entered into darkness to overcome darkness with light. Father, glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you. Just as you have given him authority over all mankind, so that he might give eternal life to all those whom you have given him.
John chapter 17. I was thinking of you, as I am thinking of you now. The day when you would realize your own shortcomings, your weaknesses, and your sins. When you might have lied, cheated, murdered, committed adultery, fornication, gossiped, or even hated your brother, which to me is the same as murder. When you may have used people for your own gain, or left a wounded man by the side of the road, or discriminated against someone when they did not share the same color of skin or believe in your religion. I was thinking of the day when your guilt would be eating away inside of you, and no matter how many times you cleaned your cup, washed your hands, or confessed your sin, you would still feel the need to be washed in your heart. The sheer discovery of your own nakedness, when you fall on your knees, trembling with fear, when you realize there is, in fact, a judgment day, and you will be judged by a perfect judge. The day you realize that if you stood before this perfect judge, you would be found guilty, when even your own good words will unravel in the light of his presence. Your inner motives and the secrets of your heart are revealed, and your face is pressed into the cold, hard ground waiting for the hammer of judgment to fall. It is then I am thinking of you. It is for you I will walk through this judgment. The proverbial hammer will fall on my head instead. When the light shines on your imperfections and weaknesses, and you realize you need a ransom for your sin, I must finish the work I was sent to do, to die in your place so that you can live. For the penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through me, the righteous Messiah. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 As I finished my prayer, as I gazed into heaven, Father, time has come. Glorify your Son. The Roman soldiers, some of the largest and strongest specimens of manhood who I had created, now surrounded me. The officials from the chief priests and scribes of the temple, carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons, pressed in and asked for Jesus of Nazareth. I answered, I am he. As I uttered these three simple words, the men all fell backward to the ground. For one ordained moment, they were utterly humbled in the presence of the one true and living God. Although the moment was truly radiant, tonight, at the Mount of Olives is not my time to be revered and celebrated. It is my time to bear the sins of the whole world, to take upon myself the ugliness of the shortcomings of humankind, to be like a lamb led to the slaughter, so that on the day of your personal visitation from God, and you hear the words, I am He, and you fall to the ground when you are without excuse, in my name, Jesus, you can be excused, pardoned, and ransomed once and for all. Look at me. I am looking with eyes of love and forgiveness. I will go willingly with my enemies tonight, for after all, I was thinking of you, as I am thinking of you now. I said to my perpetrators, as I held out my hands for them to arrest me, 
Shall I not drink of the cup the Father has given me?' 